Thanks for downloading, subscribing, and reviewing and letting everybody know about the show. This is the Live Life Wrestling Podcast with yours truly, Sincere Hogan. Got my partner, co-host, Mike Mahler on the other side. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? We're, we're left hanging by another guest. That's what's going on. We're going we're gonna to keep it real and explain why it's just us today. <laughs> but uh, I was really hoping to have him on today because I also want to try to get a new sponsor for the show, which is a company called Americana.rocks. It's not a .com. It's a .rocks. Never even heard of that before. But anyway, Americana.rocks. They are a clothing company that makes shirts for different Hardcore bands such as Biohazard and Madball, Wisdom and Chains, Agnostic Front. They also sponsor some MMA fighters. I think they sponsor Cyborg, a few other people. The shirt quality is similar to an Affliction shirt, but their prices are nowhere near as ridiculous as Affliction. And plus, you're not going to look like a tool with a big dragon on your back. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Some like, of those hey, man, Affliction shirts. What's all that shirts, stuff exploding yeah. on your chest, brother? What is that? Yeah, it looks like you're, is that a tattoo <laughs> my, or a shirt? Man? Affliction looks more like an infection. What the hell is that on you, man? <laughs> No, but I reached out to these guys to be a sponsor for the show, and they're very interested. They're just an upcoming company, so they're trying to budget all their expenses. So I was okay. like, I'll tell you what, guys. I'll, I'll give you guys a shout-out on the show. Hopefully, you'll get some orders so we prove that it's worth your while. And then if you think so, we'll we'll talk num- numbers see if we can bring you guys on. But I have a bunch of their shirts. I have their Biohazard T-shirt, Agnostic Front, and Wisdom and Chains, and they're all really high-quality shirts for, so that, for those – is that real American Apparel type feel with the shirts? Yeah. Well, well, what I like about the shirts is they're somewhat form fitting. So for those of us who yeah. work out, have good physiques, these there shirts contour. <laughs> that's yeah, they that's contour the key. Your body. <laughs> good physique. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You don't want if you have a big gut, it's going to emphasize whatever you have that you don't want to that you that you want to keep under wraps. It's gonna it's not going to work well. Like for example, if Kim Blackburn wears these shirts to emphasize his arms, it's also going to emphasize his gut. So it's probably not what he's looking for. <laughs> that's why Ken always wears the loose fitting shirts with the tight sleeves. <laughs> Ken's like a chick trying to emphasize his best body parts. Like some, some girls have some girls have nice legs and then but they don't have anything else going on, right? So they wear short shorts all the time. It could be twenty degrees outside, they got short shorts on. You know? <laughs> some girls have like a muffin top, so they always have loose tops on and so forth. So anyway, that that's okay for women. We understand you're trying to emphasize your assets, but when guys do that, come on now. <laughs> you know? Right on. <laughs> There's a guy at the gym I go to. This guy always has short shorts on. Okay, first and of he's all, got, no. and he's got girl legs. I'm like, dude, don't wear short shorts, man. All right, there's no, there's no athletic benefit. It's not like you're gonna. It's not like you have more freedom of motion now that you can deadlift more weight. <laughs> <laughs> you may have just made things a tad bit worse <laughs> with your lifting yeah. technique. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Dude. It's like yeah. the short shorts than they were of the socks. Those CrossFit socks, like. looking like Spider Man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come on man don't don't go to the gym looking like that dude i mean come on or at least don't go to a regular gym and do that if you want to dress like that then go to crossfit and let the, and let those guys laugh at you <laughs> hey the girls in the socks i don't have any problem with that exactly. that's a good that's a good look but, but the guys in the socks just to work on. out come on man <laughs> <laughs> also wanted to give some shout outs to people that have been using the coupon code lla to purchase some products and support the show christian christian demonsi thomas mahadi Dominic Sestito and Kirk Beckman. I probably butchered three out of four of those names. Just slaughtered some names. <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's, that's you know you who you are, damn it. You guys should have emailed me and said, "Here's how here's how to pronounce pronounce my name if you don't like it." All right? <laughs> Same here, but anyway, man. thanks a lot, guys, for using that coupon code and supporting the show. Yeah, I definitely do the same thing, man. Give a shout out to Phil Arnold, man, and also Christine Daniels, who will actually be on our show in about a couple of weeks uh, to oh, yeah. about her great organization, Kettlebells for Autism. You know, so thank you for your purchase as well as, now it's my turn to do some name butchering. Eric Borgasani. Yeah, <laughs> I think I did pretty well with that, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also Yan, Yan Kramer, man. Also, you know, thank you for also using that coupon code as well. So, hey, man, we love it when you guys, first of all, support our show. It makes it worth our while. And also people who leave those reviews over on iTunes and Stitcher. And we appreciate all that. So it helps keep the show going. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, a couple of things we're going to talk about today. One, we're going to talk about the importance of the art of reciprocity. And then we're going to get into some training stuff, actually. I've been doing a lot of experiments last year with Mark Philippi, Ed Cohen's deadlift program. 
and I've been I've cycled through it about three times now, so I know exactly what the pros and cons are and what modifications I would make. If I were going to design this program for a lot of other people, there's there's a lot of intel I would want to get, so I would know how to personalize things. You know, whenever you try someone's program, it's a good idea to follow it the way they laid out the yeah. first time. Because otherwise, if you if you mess around with it too much and then you're like, oh, it didn't work, it's like, well, you didn't really follow it. You butchered it. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so you don't know whether it worked or not. So the first time through, follow it to the T. These people know what they're doing. People like Mark Phillippe, Ed Cohn, they know what they're doing. And then you're probably going to have to personalize it because they can't take everyone into account when they right. put up a generic program. That's the limitation of any generic program is it can't take you as an individual into account. So you have to either work with a coach like Sincere or myself or anyone designing personalized programs that's high quality and allow them to look at your strengths and weaknesses. So with this, with the deadlift program, basically the way it works is – you do one heavy set. You base. Let's say my let's say my deadlift is 500 pounds, and I, and my goal is 530 by the end of 10 weeks. So I'm going to use 530 as the benchmark to figure out the percentages for each workout. So the first workout, I think it's about 80% for two reps, and then you do 70% for eight sets of three. I might I might not be saying it exactly, but just no, give that, that's, that's that's yeah, that's the ballpark. Actually, you know what? I think I have it on file here. So let me let me get more precise with it because I just put together a new one. Let me pull that up. And this is a program you can find online. You just put in Ed Cohen deadlift program. Okay, I got it now. All right, so week one, basically, you're going to use 75% of your projected max. So let's say, let's say my goal is 545 pounds. That's the program I have right now. I want to hit 545. Then week one, I'm going to use 75% for a double, which is only 410 pounds. And then it gets much more difficult as it goes on. So, for example, week two is 435, week three, 465, week four, it gets up to 490. Yeah. And then the real, the real, the, uh, the heavy set is just to, just, just to remind you of what heavyweights feel like, because the real money is with the speed deadlift work that you do afterwards. Yeah, so, in week one, that's 60%. Eight sets of three, I'm going to use 325 pounds. Now, some are going to go, well, that's light. I was like, well, that's the point because I want to work on ripping that bar off the ground. You want to dip and drive and rip that bar as fast as possible. If you're not fast, you're not going to be strong. Simple as that. So this program teaches you how to get fast. It teaches you how to improve your technique dramatically. Because if you're just doing one set once a week, you're not going to improve your technique. And if it's too close to your one rep max, you're definitely not going to improve your technique because you're so focused on trying to complete the lift that technique usually goes out the window. So when you use a lower percentage, such as 60 percent for low for high volume, but low reps, that really allows you to drill in technique. OK, and then the assistant work. Here's where things get interesting and here's where I would make modifications yeah, this, based this is on where I had to change some things up, man, when I yeah. did this program the first time. Yeah, you do stiff legged deadlifts, bent over row, underhand lap pull down and then arch back. Good morning. Good morning yeah. OK. <laughs> In my opinion, I don't really see why you should do good morning and Thank stiff you. like a deadlifts because that's that's overkill. Now, if you're going to do one or the other, I would actually do good morning. And the reason why is because your grip is shot after the deadlift. So doing more stiff like a deadlifts, your, your grip is already done. Now, some of you might be saying, well, grip is my weak point. It's like, yeah, I get that. But burning out your weak point is not going to help get it stronger. You know, <laughs> right. So that's that's more reason not to do more <clears throat> grip, not reason to do more. So and then also here's the other thing. I already have a really strong posterior chain from all the kettlebell work over the years. Glutes, hamstrings, that's not my that's not my weak link in the chain. Quads, on the other hand, are not anywhere near as strong compared to my hamstring strength. So in my case, doing stiff-legged deadlifts is just going to reinforce something I'm already good at. My stiff-legged deadlift is not far from my regular deadlift. That gives you an example of where my strengths lie. So instead of doing stiff-legged deadlifts, what I find is that parallel squats – with the bar on pins at the parallel point. So you can either start there or you can park the bar there in between reps for a second and then drive out of there. So that's going to increase your leg strength and then your drive in a similar position. So the so the range of motion is similar to the deadlift. And that that is the weak link up for me. So increasing leg strength will in turn increase my deadlift strength. Now someone who has a weak posterior chain, and you can tell when someone has a weak posterior chain because they lift the bar off the ground and their knees drive forward. Yeah, and they turn into a ninja <laughs> turtle. It's yeah, like their back just gets humped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Their back is upright and the, the bar is at basically knee level and they, they look they're leaning back 
and the bar is in front of them, and they're trying to stand up with it. Basically, That's they, turn into, they turn into a two-live crew song. Their heads down, <laughs> asses up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a side that someone is posted to your chain is weak. And then in that case, doing the stiff-legged deadlifts, the good mornings, that makes actually perfect sense. Pick one or the other, and that makes perfect sense. It, that's, that's not what happens with me, though. What happens with me is my back and hamstrings take over. So that there's not enough leg drive. Like immediately my hips go up when I rip the bar off the ground. And then it's more, it's more lower back and hamstrings that are trying to complete the lift. So anyway, I've been actually doing more barbell squat with the intent of improving my deadlift. And that's going to be an interesting experiment going into this next phase using the program. Overall, the program is incredible. When, when I did it last year, I took my deadlift. I had a starting deadlift of about 500 pounds, and I got to 525, and it was an easy 525 by the by week eight. So I took a week off and then did another 10-week cycle. And by week seven this time, I was at 535, which was really tough. So I stopped there. Yeah. And then I tried to do it again too soon. And that just burned out. So I so I, I left it alone, did low volume, five three one style for a while. Yeah. And now I'm just getting back into it. And honestly, now I'm focused. I went light for a while doing other programs to really work on improving my technique, really dropping the hips and driving with the legs. And now my technique is starting to get pretty good with that. So now I'm gonna make another run for five fifty. I'm gonna shoot for five forty five at the by, at the ten week mark this time around, take my time with it. But it's it's a fun program, man. It's very it's a, effective. And a time saver too, man. It's just, yeah, it is. It's, it's, Once it a week, up a lot of time. No. Once a week you do it. My recommendation is again, follow it actually my recommendation would be the only thing I would change is instead of doing stiff legged deadlifts and good morning, pick one or the other. Hey, let me ask you this though, Mike. Let me ask you this. Like for those who are not at the gym, like where you can have um the lat pull down. Like, you know, at our gym, we don't have that. So usually what I did was I, I did the underhand um, reverse grip. Actually, I did that with just pull-ups, with chin-ups, right, actually, right. in its place, in, instead of doing the lat pull-down. So, you know, what do you, what do you suggest? Well, that's better, in my opinion. I don't, yeah, I don't like pull-downs. Pull-downs, <laughs> to me, I'm just like, and, I, I've never been a fan. I just, and you know, well, one my thing about is, it. If you, can't, if you can't do a pull-up with your body weight, then what's a lat pull-down going to do for you? <laughs> exactly. You know what I really like, though, are ring pull-ups. Yeah, ring pull-ups. Just ring pull-ups, because especially for me right now, if I do overhand pull-ups, that actually hurts my left elbow and yeah, shoulder. Yep. And underhand pull-ups... Those are just too easy for me. I can just bang those out all day long. But the ring pull-ups, there's an extra stability factor. Exactly, you're shaking like the, a crackhead. And, <laughs> trying to, you and, then, and then you have freedom of motion on each arm. can yeah. find its own perfect range. And also, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, 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 it allows you to go through – basically, you're starting off with an with a overhand grip. But at the very top, you have an underhand exactly. grip. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's, so it's very similar to – it's actually a great – antagonistic motion for kettlebell military presses yeah. because it's pretty much the exact opposite move. it's about as precise as an opposite move as you can get so i really like i really like that instead of lap pull downs and then bent over rows i wouldn't even do those because bent over your again your body is shot from the deadlift so you know your form is going to go man yeah, honestly, I'm not a big fan of machines, but I would, I would, I rather have someone do a rowing bent over row on the machine, cable bent over row, than a barbell bent over row because your back is shot. So do that instead, or skip that. Just do the pull-ups, do the do stiff-legged deadlifts, or a good morning, and then just leave it alone. Honestly, if you just did the deadlift portion, you didn't even do any of the assistant work, it's still going to work pretty yeah, well. Yeah. Sometimes assist, especially for someone who's just getting into the deadlift. It's too much, it's too much you, man. You don't need assistance work, man. You're just getting <laughs> just the deadlift. You know, like uh, Franco Colombo made a good point. He goes, the best assistance work is doing more of the primary exercise. Mm -hmm. And that pretty much sums it up. You're doing one heavy lift, and then you're doing eight sets of three. Yeah. For the average gym goer, you, goer, you really don't need to do more than that. Sometimes assistance, kind of like forced reps. Forced reps are better off done on your own. That's another Franco Colombo saying. Mm -hmm. So if you can't lift it, having your partner help you get a few more reps, why? For what purpose? Right. So so he gets a workout? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Sometimes I'm spotting people on the bench. I'm like, shit, I don't even need to do that today. <laughs> I just did several sets He's of like, really? like, Come on, man. Really? It's like, when are you going to start lifting this? Okay. You're the one who wants like, to help. Is like where you were, were, was I spotting you on the bench, Chris, or were you spotting me on Ben Over Rose? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I should have you stay there and just help me on the Ben exactly. Over Rose. If I can't pull it, you can push it. You know? like, well, since I'm here, you know, you just stay right there. Let me go ahead and knock this out, man. <laughs> But we'll we'll have Mark Phillippe come on the show or Ed Cohen and yeah. talk about the program more. We'll do that down the line. But I just wanted to throw it out there for those of you that are looking for a new program to try this year. I, overall, I think it's a great program. 
I look forward to hearing what other people have to say about it. So give it a shot. No, it's, it's a definitely a good program, man. It was especially when I wanted to get my deadlift up, but I didn't want to sit there and just rack my brain like because I saw so many different programs yeah. out there that just seemed I was like, come on, man, really? Why do I have to do all of those exercises <laughs> yeah. just to get better at my deadlift? You know, it was just it had like all these ass like eight ever like eight assistance exercises after that. I'm like, okay, first of all, my, my central nervous system would be like, you know what, sincere f you, <laughs> you know. So I didn't want to go through all that, man. And then I just it's funny that when you brought it up a few months ago about this program, and I was like, oh damn, I actually found that program probably about a year ago. You know, yeah. prior to that when you brought it up. I was like, okay, that was a really good program, man. I really liked it. And I forgot how I found it. I think actually we had just did a show, did the show with Mark. And I think when I was looking up some more stuff to put into the show notes with Mark, uh-huh. and that's when this program popped up. And then it was like, it's just a simple spreadsheet online. I just punched in the number. And I was like, oh, and then it just, boom, there was a program right there. Right. So I just did it for us. Right. Okay, I like this. So, and I said, let me just try, you know, and I think right around that time is when you were really focusing on getting your deadlift numbers up. You and CJ were kind of going back and forth online, man. CJ yeah, started, right, man. right. And so I was like, all right, let me see if I can just kind of jump in the mix of all this. So, yeah, it was really good because at that point I really wanted to focus more on deadlift and a little less on squat uh, because, but now I'm kind of looking at squat like, okay, I kind of want to revisit squats again. Yeah. Kind of go back to, yeah. you know, the way it was like, like, okay, yeah, I hate to be this guy that I talk about all the time, but like, like how it was <laughs> when I was in college, you know, cause I really loved doing squats back then. I hated deadlifts back then. Whereas now grew to love deadlifts, but I kind of forgot about squats. So now I want to get some balance right. in my life where I actually, I want to like both of them. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to hate them and I don't want to sit there and obsess over them either, but I really want to like both of them because there is a place for both. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times people try to focus too much on one and forget the other. And then you have those imbalances. Right. Kind of like what you were talking about, like your posterior chain. Like for guys like us who've been doing kettlebells, man, you yeah. know, our posterior chain, we really don't have any issues with posterior chain. Especially exactly. someone like me doing kettlebell sports. Like my posterior chain gets plenty of work. So, you know, the thing is you kind of forget about our quads, man. And, again, you just kind of, kind of find a way to revisit uh, yeah. that. Sometimes you, you, you squatting with kettlebells is not yeah. enough. I don't care what anyone tells you. That's bullshit. When they sit there and say, oh, just squat with your kettlebells. Nah, man. You, know, you, don't have, you don't have random women grabbing your ass for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's joking, baby. He's joking. <laughs> no, he's not. You know I meant that. to say random guy. It's not good. No. <laughs> Hell to the no. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's true, man. That, that's actually one of the limitations of kettlebell training is that it tends to strengthen up your posterior chain, but you don't get that. But the kettlebell front squats are not enough. I mean, let me just be straight to the point because what you can hold in that position is going to be a limiting factor. Exactly. So, and and so my thing is, you know, go back to that, go, go to the bar and actually work on some squats, man. Like you said, hell, just start with the parallel squats. You know, you don't necessarily have to go ass to the grass. Trust me, for someone that trains with kettlebells for the majority of their training, if, you, if you're shooting for those parallel squats, man, that's going to benefit you big time. Now, if you're somebody that's been squatting for a while, then, yeah, you might want to take it a little lower. If you can do that, make sure that your hips are mobile enough to make that happen. So that you're not, And also your ankles are strong enough. So that's another forgotten yeah. joint here with doing all this stuff. People forget about their ankles, man. Also, height's another factor. Exactly. I always laugh when someone's like, oh, you're only going to parallels. Like, yeah, I'm six feet tall. You're, you're five foot two. All right? So me, me going to parallel is a longer range of motion than you going ass to grass. It's easy to go ass to grass when you're fucking five feet tall. So I'm going to play the grass and tickling your ass when you walk by. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? I'm six feet tall and I'm long limb. My legs are long. So for me to go – and I could do it, but – but it's not necessarily beneficial for me. It puts too much shearing force on me. So I'm, yeah, I'm better I, off going just past parallel, not above parallel where you're stopping short, but just past parallel where you get that stretch reflex and then you can bounce right out of it. Yeah, I love these John Madden style like sideline dudes. I was trying to analyze every little technique. I'm like, dude, what? It's my, there is no one size fit all. It's not like this technique is the only technique. You've got, you've got to take in account someone's anatomy. And also there are other limitations. There may be other reasons why he can't go any lower than that. He may have had a hip replacement. You ever think about that? Yeah. You know, he may have had a knee replacement. He shouldn't, maybe he shouldn't Someone is six foot five and you're complaining that they're not exactly. going. Oh, man, you're not ass to the grass. I'm like, that dude's ass hadn't seen grass in so many years. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> about what kind of grass are we talking about? Are we talking like the Sahara or something? Like, what kind of grass is growing that high? I mean, it's It's funny when people are like, Sabina Scala put up a clip of her deadlifting I think it was 225 for reps, right? Perfect yeah. form. And then someone's like, oh, it looks like her back is rounding a little bit. I was like, well, fucking Sabina weighs like 115 or something. <laughs> exactly. She's using she's using twice her body weight for reps. She's not going to have this perfect arch in her back the whole time. And we're talking about a slight 
rounding of the back of even that. Yeah. Abs were tight. Leg drive was in. Dip and drive was there. And so I was like, God, don't worry about what she's doing. What, what, let's see your clip. <laughs> you know, you know so much, man. <laughs> exactly. And there it is right there. Like, okay, let's, let's see yours. Usually yeah. they don't have one. Hell, they don't even yeah. have a real name when they're making comments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, the man. anonymous keyboard guy. Okay. That, that, that's a good segue <laughs> into our next topic, Brett, about reciprocity or lack thereof. You know yeah, I mean? man. This, it's been a topic that, you know, you and I have probably been, probably been talking about. And I talked about this also on the on another show uh, with Josh Hewitt on the Straight to uh-huh. the Bar podcast. And, you know, I, I just – I spent – probably back in December. So if you go back to that – to that episode on Straight to the Bar, go to their website. You can actually hear me speak on that. But it was one of those things where I felt like maybe a look, going over a little bit of an hour wasn't enough at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and plus, you know, other people's shows are not necessarily like ours where I can just really, really let loose. Right. <laughs> but right. so, you know, the thing is, you know, but I still feel like, you know, I caught a lot of people's attention. You know, this is a topic, man, just like I said, keeps coming back. And the more and more you and I are doing this show and, you know, as both of our businesses continue to grow and, you know, people start to see that, it becomes even more evident that this whole art of reciprocity, man, needs to be addressed. Because you, now the hands are out like, hey, hey, won't you do this? Let's do this. Okay, what's in it for us? When you reach out to someone, man, that's the, that should be the first thing on your mind before you even think about reaching out to them. What's right. going to be in it for this person before I even waste their time? So if you're going to reach out to myself or Mike, you're like, wait a minute, before I even do that, before I email them, what's going to be in it for Sincere? How's this going to be a sweet deal for him? How's this going to be a sweet deal for Mike? Because I know these guys are busy and that their time is valuable and, you know, they have a lot of things going on. So I'm about to take them off that path for a split second. How can I make sure this worth their time? Because one thing about it, time right. is money, and that's the money you don't get back. There's no right. refund for time. They're, talking about all sales are final when it comes to your time. Okay, that's the thing about it. So you got to keep that in mind. So, yeah, man, that's – this is a very, as you can hear it in my voice, this is a topic that really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really you know, gets to me because I've always been raised that way, man. It's just like, dude, you, you got to, like, take care of other folks before you start trying to get them to take, you know, take care of you right? at the end of the day, man. And it's not that freaking hard. It's really not that hard. But so many people just, they're caught up in all this marketing and all this BS and all this, you know, you know, get seven figures quickly and all this other madness. They buy into this hype. Basically, everybody's buying into doing a whole, trying to get a whole lot for nothing at all. You know, yeah. a sense of entitlement is what's happening. And then sometimes, now. though, there's a, it backfires on you where you go out of your way to help someone out, and then yeah. they get a big break, and then they don't return the favor for you. It's just quiet. Well, we're, we're, you know, yeah. Hey, man. It's like, it's, like the only, it's, it's like I helped you out back in the day with all these opportunities. Now you're blowing up, and you could easily say, hey, let, let, me, let me help out Mike here, and you, and you fail to do that. It's almost, right. like, it's almost as if you're trying to diminish the help I did for you to make it right. look like you did it all on your own. That <laughs> right. really pisses me off. Right. It's like, you know, how hard is it to say, like, hey, man, you know, I, you know, I, I want to give a big shout out to, you know, Mike or Sincere, you know, for helping me get here, man. You know, there was a time when I was just getting started. I reached out to that dude, man, and, I, you know, I was kind of frustrated. He kind of just pointed me in the right direction, and, you know, here I am. How hard is that? How freaking yeah. hard is that? You yeah. know, shit. Basically, it comes down, can I just get a fucking thank you? <laughs> you know, man. Yeah, we've yeah. had people on our show even where we, we got they got very high download episodes. No thanks to them because we promoted <laughs> right. it aggressively and they didn't even put it on their fucking Facebook page. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like they're trying to come on our show and leverage our audience, but they want to make sure that their audience doesn't hear about us. Yes, yeah, this is against the scarcity, man. It's scarcity mindset. Yeah. You're so afraid that you know if you point someone to either one of our sites or to our show, you're going to lose customers. No, man. Here's here's the deal. No one ever lost anything. No one ever, no one ever went broke. I don't care if it's emotionally or whatever. Forgiving. That's the thing about it. You yeah. always get something for giving. You don't yeah. always get something for getting. Okay. That's right. the thing about it. So just really just ponder on that for a minute. There have been times you've taken things and taken things and taken things, but what did you get out of that in the end? You know. Whereas when did you ever just feel crappy? You know, when you gave something at that moment. Now, yeah, you might feel crappy when you don't get anything in return, but that's your fault. Because it's called you were expecting something. Yeah, you know, exactly. Give for the sake of giving, and then there you go. So you're probably saying, well, both you guys are sitting there saying, well, man, you, if you help somebody out, they can at least tell you thank you. No, that's just called courtesy. That's called having home training. It's not like I expect you to say thank you, but <laughs> it would be effing nice if you did because it shows that you had some type of home training. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. I don't expect you to say thank you, but it would be freaking nice if you did. You know, just to show it's just out of respect. Just well, I mean, it's just common courtesy, right? Someone exactly. goes to help you out. The least you can do is at least show gratitude. You don't have to, 
you don't have to give them your house. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just simple gratitude. They're like, hey, thanks for helping me out. Let me know what I can do for you. And there you, know, you go. As that. And, and be genuine you know, when you our, say that. Our, That's another thing. Industry. When you say that, hold on. When you say that, and make sure you're genuine when you say this. Say, hey, man, you know, yeah. just let me know what I can do for you. Mean that. Otherwise, right. don't even crack that door open. If you don't mean it, don't even say it. Don't even say it because when somebody goes, hey, man, you think you can help me? Or do you know somebody that can help me with this? And then you never reply back to them. <laughs> you never even answer. It's right. like, come on, man. You left that door open when you say, hey, man, if there's anything I can do. Here's the thing when you say that. When you say, <laughs> yeah. is there anything I can do, doesn't mean necessarily that you have to do it. It's well, like, that, that's what can. I quote aliens. I guess what I quote the line from aliens. I don't know. Is there anything you can do? <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. <laughs> is there anything I could do? I don't know. Is there anything you can do? <laughs> you know? that's, why, that's why you throw in that if. If there's anything I can do, hey, man, then, you know, I'm here. So that also means if I can't help you directly, I might know someone have a resource that could. Okay, and that's what the, that the is. It's not is, that hard. Sometimes, sometimes the problem is, is, and I've had this, where someone buys one of my products, and they yeah. go, this stuff is awesome. Uh, I'd love to send you something to see what you think. Now, they're sending it to you with the expectation that you're actually going to say it's good just, just because out of obligation. Yeah. I don't do that shit. You know, if you bought no. my supplement and you like it, good. I use it too, so I know it's good shit. <laughs> you know, so, See, that's now, the thing about reciprocity. That's when right. you take reciprocity in the wrong you, way. You send me something. If it's good, I'll I'll be more than happy to say this is really good. If it yeah. isn't, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna exactly. give you my honest opinion. So at the same, don't feel like I owe you something just because you bought something from me. What you bought, the only thing, the only thing I owe you when you bought something from me was a great product and great service, and I delivered on that. Right. Right. Otherwise, you get a refund. So I don't owe you anything else than that. I don't owe I don't owe you a testimonial for your product, if I don't think it's good. If I think right. it's great, I'll be happy to endorse it. Exactly. And on the flip side of that, even even in terms of these shows that we've been on and, and podcasts or whatever, here's the thing: if you invite one of us on your show, and obviously you invited us, hopefully because it fits your audience. But there are times with some people you don't fit our audience. So you know, yeah. some people just kind of expect like, you know, man, you know, I'd love to come on, you you know, you guys show like, well, <laughs> to my, I, you know, yeah, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So my thing is don't get pissed and take it personal. It's just like you don't fit our show. At the end of the day, our audience is what matters with this show. So we're not trying to bring on someone we don't think that they would be clearly interested in. And honestly, you may be talking about something that's been touched on 50 million times. So guess what? We're not interested in that either. And again, it's nothing against you personally. You, you know, you may still be a good person, a cool person, whatever, and you may not be. I don't know. But my thing is, don't invite us with the expectation. Well, let me reach out to Mike and Sincere because I know if I get them on our show, they can put me on their show so I can get some more downloads. You know what? No, go F yourself. It's not happening. It's like, oh, or if I leave a review for their show, they'll leave a review for my show. Like, oh, I'm my not, God. That is I'm not that gonna, I'm not going to leave a review for a show that I've never listened to before. That or is I don't a trend like. right now that, I, that bothers me when it comes to the world of podcasting right now. Yeah. Everyone expecting like, hey, I, you know, uh, you know, review for review. Like, what the hell? Is that? That's like, that's like follow for follow on Instagram or like yeah, for yeah, like yeah, on, yeah. on on yeah. Facebook. What? Who gives a shit? It's like, do you like it or not? If you do, click like. If, if you want to follow, then follow because there's quite a few people I follow on Instagram. I don't expect them to follow me, but it's something about them and you know the stuff that yeah. they post or whatever that makes me want to follow them. And same thing with Twitter. I don't expect people to follow me right back on Twitter. Uh, not everyone. I don't. I don't expect that. So yeah. I followed them because it was something about them that I found interesting. They may not know me from Adam. They don't have to freaking follow me. But then it's also these people like, hey, I followed you. You, you know, uh, can I get another follow back? I don't even do. Who are you? You know, what, what is it that you do? And it may be something they do like, oh, okay, you brought it to my attention. Like, okay, cool. There's a much better way of doing it. But right. I'm just saying there's, there's no obligation because, look, if you like something, then like it. And, and not right. feel like that person's obligated to like you back. This is not kindergarten. Okay? This is not first grade. You know, it's not a popularity contest. Well, I like you. Do you like me? Check yes, no, maybe. <laughs> so, no, yeah, man. So, sometimes, I mean, you go out, you do what, you do everything right yourself, right? You, like, you go out of your way to help someone else out, or, or you go, you, you go, you approach them with what's in it for them. Yeah. And then they don't hold their end of the bargain, though. Right. So that's happened to me a couple of times where I've actually sponsored people's podcasts. And my criterion was, look, I'm going to send you some product. If you like it, then I'll come on as a sponsor. But if you don't like it, no harm, no foul. We just go our separate ways. Right. But I, I don't I don't want to endorse a show where you're going to promote my products and you don't use it. 
because that's disingenuous and it doesn't make other of us look good. Exactly. And trust and me, people I, can hear it when you're when you're yeah. talking about the product. We can talk about something right now. We can give two rats asses about and guess what? Each and every yeah, one exactly. of you will know. I, I, like we would we would never have a sponsor where someone that neither one of us even endorsed the products. Like that Americana company, I've actually bought three of their shirts. They didn't send it to me. I bought three of their shirts. I'm a customer, a satisfied customer, which is yeah. why I thought of them as a great sponsor for our show. So given what they're doing, they're making shirts for hardcore bands and MMA fighters and so forth. It's a good fit for our show. But I, I've sponsored people's shows where they're like, oh, yeah, this stuff is great. And I should have been more – I should have been like, really? Give me a testimonial. What's, what's, like, what's so great about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. so good about it? Because they, they just wanted the money. Yeah. They're like, okay, cool. I'm just going to tell Mike this stuff is good, so he gives me the money, and then I'll just give some half-assed promotion on the show. And look, this is how they could have remedied it. Like, hey, man, I, I tried it. I didn't really like, you know, I didn't really do this or this for me or whatever. Yeah. You, you know, but, you know, I do know somebody who, who loves stuff like this, man. So you might, hey, I'm going to give you his information. So, you know, if you want to send you go. stuff over to him, then, you know, I think he, he'll be a lot more interested in this. See how that works? That's reciprocity, people. Right. Okay. See how but, my, but my attitude is if someone paid to be a sponsor on our show, that's not going to sway me one way or the other. In other no. words, I'm not going to say, oh, well, shit, if you're willing to pay, then sure, I'll be, <laughs> I'll, I'll endorse your product. No, that's what you would, that's what you call this is what a buddy of mine sincere martinez man um from afro brutal that's what we call a promo ho okay? <laughs> that's what you yeah. are and, and i remember that from the music industry days man there would be these djs there would be some crappy records that i would have to go out and market and promote man and it used to suck i used to hate for every <laughs> great song or album i got to promote i had about nine or ten at the same time that sucked ass and i had to so i had to use the other one as a bargaining chip like look man yeah i know you want this tupac album but i need some help on this blah 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 album. i just need some help i'm not asking you to play it in heavy rotation i don't care just play the instrumental so the the computer the bds detection can detect that it actually got played you know so i can get credit for that you can get credit it's just an instrumental don't you don't have to play the lyrics so i always had to use that as that bargaining chip man so things like that but Girl, like, <laughs> and the new song by Night Ranger. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would hate to be in that position where oh I've got to play a bunch of music that, I hate. Yeah. And what sucked more about working for those record labels is the fact that I was also a DJ. So I always had my credibility, man, and my, you know, my respect in the industry always came first. I don't give a damn right. about indies artists if they, you know, trying to put them first or whatever. Because nine times out of ten, a lot of them didn't even know any of us in the marketing department and right. didn't care about us either. You know, so. I'm not going to put that person in front of me when they could give two rats ass about it. So when I go into a, a radio station with a record in my hand and hand to a DJ, <laughs> one of the first things these guys always ask me, sincere, let me ask you, would you play this? I couldn't lie, man, because, again, these guys I've known forever. So I couldn't sit there and I couldn't, do, I couldn't sell myself out and, and my respect and what I built up in that industry just for the sake of collecting a check, just to get a spin on a record. So I was like, look, man, here's the deal. Personally, it doesn't fit my show, and I don't really like it that much. I said, the instrumental's not that bad, so I would talk all over that. I would mix and blend and do whatever, play it on the commercial. I don't care. I said, so, yeah, that's what I would do. And then there'd be times where if something's horrible, even if the instrumental was terrible, I would just say, look, dude, I would not play this record. So I'm just asking you, if you can find a way to fit it in some way, somehow, instrumental, whatever you can, I would greatly appreciate that. And you know what? People appreciate your honesty. So they would find ways to play some crappy-ass record for me, you know, because they knew at the end of the day I would have some great stuff, too, and they would want to be the first ones to get it. Or I would get some good swag. They may, they may be, dude, I've had all kinds of stuff like promo raincoats and things like this, Helly Hansen jackets, things like that. They were, like, really expensive, and they were only going to make a limited edition. Well, guess what? All those guys that did look out for me, they're going to be the first ones to get that. If I get 20 of those Helly Hansen jackets in, look, man, the top 20 DJs that looked out for me in the shittiest of times, I'm taking care of them. I'm going to hook them yeah. up. So, and that's how that works. Because, you know, the thing is, that's when it's good to also be very, not to not be so short-sighted with your thinking and worrying about, right. well, give it to me now, give it to me now. Because you never know what kind of seed that you're planting right now, how it's going to benefit you later on down the line. Right. So that's another thing you need to think about when it comes to reciprocity. Don't be, just short, don't be so short-sighted and think about, oh, i got to get mine right now. Like, <laughs> right. <no. laughs> well, that's pretty much all you're going to get. And that, that, 
yours that you're getting right now is not going to be very much. Now, nah, building building real relationships takes time. Like yeah, I always man. say, you're a perfect example of how to do it right because the first time I ever met you, you paid to attend one of my events, Collision Course. You didn't you 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 could you could yeah you could have called up Ken or Steve and got in a VIP pass like a few other people did who attended that course, and I would I would have been fine with that. But you you didn't even try to do that. You just paid to attend. Then you came to Age of Quarrel. You paid yeah. to attend that one too. Yep. So the, and then that led to us doing workshops together where you actually filmed your video at one of our workshops. You got paid at those workshops. You weren't. <laughs> uh, all i heard was you know you know i actually got paid for those workshops and then you said you weren't and that's when it dropped you okay yeah. yeah so basically i mean you paid to come to those workshops you weren't thinking oh well i'm gonna come to this workshop and then three years later i'll do a podcast with mike and i'll <laughs> so i mean that's that's the right basically building real quality relationships in business or even friends that takes time you don't become really good friends with someone when you meet them one time <laughs> you know? no, no. i mean that, you, you can sit you know that one time you're like okay that dude's kind of cool but then yeah. you still want to kind of test the waters because that may be the face they needed to show you at that time here's the thing when somebody's lying you know eventually the truth will come out it won't take long before the real them comes out so after a few of those acquaintances you know and meetings and hangouts whatever you start to really get a feel for who this person is and get a get a peek into their personality or do it like i do just sit back and lurk and watch them how they interact with other people you know, see how they, their persona is online. Then see how they are. If you have that opportunity to see them in person without having to be in their presence, check them out then. Then you'll get to get an idea like, okay, that, well, that person's not a good fit for me. Not a good fit at all. And, it, and, you know, going back to what you were just saying about us eventually working together, here's another thing. By me, when I attended those workshops or whatever, even when Mike reached out to me for to do a workshop together for the first time out here in Houston or whatever, it was something I totally never expected. You know, it was, it was like a surprise or something like that to me, man. So I had no idea that was ever going to happen. My thing is like, hey, man, here's a guy, followed him for a while, even before I went to the first workshop, found out about you pretty much not shortly after I discovered Steve's material in the early, like in the early 2000s, like 2003, 2004, and just kept up with you there and whatever. And so there's never like, a, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to follow this guy and one day we're going to work together. How stalkerish is that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, one day, man, you and I, we're going to take over the world. So let me buy stuff now. It's like, how, how crazy does that even sound? How single white female of you? <laughs> so it's just crazy, man. So, and it's like, things just happen. Like I said, you reached out and I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this. And now with the expectation, even thinking about after that first workshop that, you know, we're going to do more workshops together, which that well, becomes, man, the, a, those, that becomes those... a big issue in this industry too, where somebody uh, feels sure. like they do one workshop with you or work on one project that you guys are going to be Simon and Garfunkel or something from that point on. And you're going to continue to keep working together from, you know, after that, like, nah, right. man, there's no guarantee. <laughs> I know. Are you doing what? Yeah. It's like, we're going to be the four amigos doing it, traveling the world together. It's like, no, we're not because two, two of us do too much of the work. All right. <laughs> I've, I've worked with, you know, but other people, other examples of people that have done it right. Sabina Scala, she took my course in Scotland and then she invited me to speak at an event. And then we did a workshop together with CJ Swabe and Swabe, Swabe, whatever you want to call his last name, and Brooks Kubik in London. And that was a big success. And that led to a few more courses working together. Doesn't mean we work together every time, like you said, yeah. but uh, we've worked together a few times really well because I, I know I can trust her and I know she's a good instructor. So that's the thing is that I don't want to just put anyone in front of the room. Because this is my audience. It reflects on me. If they do a crappy job, people in the, people in the room are going to be going, well, look, I came to see Mike, not this jack off in yeah, front of That's bro. something I always tell my folks, man, that I'm um, training my gym. You know, I'm a person that's big. I'm not really big on trying to go out there and market to get more people in the gym. Honestly, I could really care less because I really like the group that I've been working with. I've been working with them for a while. And usually it just takes a little bit out of the dynamics when somebody new comes along. And unless that person's already had some training experience, I'm really not big on working with beginners right off the bat. Unless it's a case where I feel like, you know, I really want to help this person, you know. Right. But otherwise, pretty much what's happening is like, the group that we have is usually coming from referrals from somebody already there. And I always tell them this. I said, look, you guys, you're welcome to always have referrals. And, you know, I reward people for referrals. I said, but always remember, you know, you want to extend that referral to someone who's just like you. 
you know, they don't have to be exactly like you, but the fact is you see the dynamics around here. So you want to keep that in mind. So if you bring in someone who needs to be cuddled and need to have their hands held and be babied and have their biggest loser moments and all this, and they know <laughs> I'm, they know I'm not that guy. I'm that guy. Like, look, you don't have to be here. Why are you bitching and complaining? Go home. And, and I said, if you've got people who are not thick skinned, then you know better than to refer them and try to, you know, get them to come and join us. Yeah. Because I said, this is a yeah. type A environment and this a type B and C or, you know, this is an alpha male and alpha female environment. If there are betas, they're not going to last very long. It's right. too much for them. And here's the deal. At the end of the day, when they're sitting there bitching and complaining and talking about what they can't and won't do, I'm not going to look at them cockeyed. I'm looking at you cockeyed. They're a reflection of you. So I'm going to look like, dude, this is your boy. Over here, bitching, complaining. He won't sit here and do like what ten body weight squats. He's somebody he can't do anymore. Like, come on, man. If he can't do body weight squats, I mean, <laughs> go, people know the golden rules at my gym. It's like, look, if you cannot handle your own body weight, you are not even entitled to even touch any other type of weight. You don't right. get that privilege. And I tell him, I said, lifting anything else, a kettlebell, barbell, dumbbell, sandbag, flipping a tire, sledgehammers, all that other stuff, those are privileges. Okay, the requirement, you know, is you handling your own body weight. If you can't do a push-up, your ass is not going to lie down on the bench and do any type of bench press. That's just not going to happen. You can't do a pull-up. Don't even sit there and think about doing snatches and, and overhead pressing you know, with kettlebells and dumbbells. You have to earn that right. That's a privilege, man. You don't just get inside of that because you walked in the gym. You think you can get lift the weights. No, because, A, you're an accident waiting to happen. You're an injury waiting to happen if you can't handle your own body weight. And guess what? That's a liability on me. And you're making my insurance rates go up, <laughs> you know, and the potential for a lawsuit because we're in that type of world now. So I just make sure that I know the people that I work with. I get to choose who I work with. And I just make sure that my people understand that when you refer someone, you need to ask yourself, <laughs> are you willing to be responsible for this person? Because yeah. you are. I've had that happen too, man. That's so <laughs> funny. I've had people that are my organic customers, meaning they come to my website, they like what I'm all about, they come yeah. on, and then they I do such a good job with them, they go, oh, I'd love to refer so-and-so to you. <laughs> now, this is someone who's never heard of me, and the only reason they're coming to me is because their, their friend referred them to me. Right. So they don't understand my style and what I'm all about, and sometimes, sometimes it works out. Other times, it's a total disaster, and you just get rid of those people. <laughs> So it's true. It's true. Not everyone is just because something is a fit for you doesn't mean everyone you know is going to exactly. enjoy it. So that's the other factor there. Exactly. So and, and as a business owner, for anybody listening out there, don't be afraid to say, no, I don't want that person. No, just go ahead and save face now and a lot of pain and misery. Yeah. You'll know if that person's a good fit. And just tell them, man, just be honest. Like, you know what? I don't think we're a good fit. You know, I mean, look around. I mean, this is what I like to do. I'm not compromising any of that because, A, it's been working right. for a while now. And obviously you need this. So, But you don't have to be a complete dick. You can say, like, you know what, I think you, especially in this industry, we know so many other coaches, and we know people that can probably cater to someone like that. Hey, you might want to look up my buddy so-and-so. You know, yes. that program I think is a definitely good fit for you. Well, guess what you just did now? You just fired up the art of reciprocity one more time. And you threw some good karma out there because you've thrown some business to someone else. You've also not shortchanged this person's journey because just because they're not a good fit for you doesn't mean they need to not worry about getting healthier or better. Right, exactly. So you've opened the door for them to get another opportunity that's going to work better for them. So yeah, again, I've, had, I've had people come to me all the time who want a personalized plant-based nutrition program yeah. and i'm just not i'm just not designing programs for anyone right now it's just, yeah. just it's all in my rear view so what is but rather than leave that person hanging i'll send them to someone such as scott shetler who was on our mm -hmm. podcast not, not only was he on our podcast but he's always sharing our links he's always promoting our shows he's always putting it out there he's always praising us so he's a, he's an example of a guy who really does that reciprocity well he didn't and just I'll come on our show example perfect example of scott and reciprocity one of his longtime clients uh moved from atlanta to houston and she wanted to get back into training. She wanted to get back into kettlebell training. He was he hit me up right away. He's like, hey, man, one of my people are out there now. They live there, and, you know, I want to send them your way. But, you know, only if you have, you know, the room and the time. You know, so here's a guy that knows us and knows, you know, pretty much how we function over here, you and myself. You know, right. say, only if you have time or you're accepting new people. You know, you know, otherwise he was going to, you know, try to refer to someone else. He said, but I really like, you know, I like what you're doing. I really like for her to come and work with you. Well, here's the thing about it. What really helped her was the fact that she was a referral from Scott. And I know Scott wouldn't just send me anybody. He knows how we are. Right. You know, personality wise. So and I, I guarantee you, man, like Christy, she was a perfect fit for us. Type A. 
just, hey, what do I need to do? And she gets it done. She just competed in her first kettlebell competition uh, about a month ago. Only worked with me for about six months. You know, got in her first competition and already got, like, her rank one. Nice. First, you know, kettlebell competition, man, with a size bell that she couldn't even handle six months ago. Wow. You know, now she's all fired up and ready to move on to the 16. Now she's like, okay, enough with the 12. When can we get to the 16? And she's ready for the next competition. Well, a big, you know, a big part of that is what, how Scott trained her before she got here as a coach. You know, just there's a lot of intricacies that, you know, that he had implemented that really helped me out as a coach when she came over to me. Yeah, Scott and our, my styles might be a little different, but we have a lot of the same foundations. And, you know, we really have that same as far as personality-wise and what we expect from someone we work with. So it was a good fit. So it was one of those things where I didn't really question who this person was, you know, that he was sending over to me. It's just the fact that I trust this guy enough. And I was like, cool, man. And, again, that art of reciprocity. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do that. So, and I really, I really appreciate that. I know she appreciates it. It's a great relationship. And we're, she and I are connected now via Scott. You know, so, yeah, man. So, again, people, all these little things count when it comes to reciprocity, good karma out there. Anybody goes to Atlanta and want to train, I've had a couple of people, like, yeah, I'm going out to Atlanta. Who should I look up? Look up my boy Scott, man. Right. Here's information when you go out there. You know, without me even doubling, I know quite a few trainers out there in Atlanta. I used yeah. to live out there. I know quite a few people. He's the first one that comes to my mind. Yeah, because I know if people have been working with me, he's going to be a good fit for them. Some of these other coaches I know out there may not be the best fit for my type of people. <laughs> you know, it may be too much for them. Right. You know, so, yeah, it's it's good that it's good to have a network of people that you can refer others to. It adds more quality to you because you're someone who's connected. That only mm -hmm. raises your status. Yep. So when someone comes to me and I say, you know what, I'm not the best fit for you. Mark Phillippe is. He's here in town. He's awesome. Go go work with him. And then they go have a good experience with Mark. That reflects favorably on you now. Exactly. So that when you may come out with the product and they're not going to hesitate to buy that because you right. sent them the right way. Not only were not only did you show integrity by not taking their money and sending them to someone that's a better fit, you showed that you don't have that scarcity mindset. Exactly. And that always makes you – desperation is never an attractive quality. We don't like desperation ever. You know? In the world of fitness, I'll say this a million times. Okay, there are only so many coaches, in, especially here in North America. But damn near 70% of this country is overweight and obese. So if we're doing the math, there's enough out there for all of us over here. Okay, there's more than enough. <laughs> the, the only problem is what percentage of that 70% gives a fuck about it's, losing anyway? <laughs> <you> <laughs> that, that's, it's probably only 10% of that 70%, so that's the problem. <laughs> a lot of people are overweight. They don't care, but they can like, care like, less. Man. They may say, they may say, oh, you know, I need to lose this weight. It's like, yeah, well, what are you doing about it? Nothing. And you don't care about losing it. Just accept that fact. Exactly. You know, be be happy about it. You know, exactly. just be happy. Just keep doing what you're doing because you don't care about it. Exactly. No, no pressure. I mean, hey, the planet's kind of overpopulated anyway. <laughs> so, well, I, well, I always say, look, if, if you're not actively pursuing a solution to the problem, then you probably want the problem. Is what I always say, and it's and some people get all indignant with that, and they're 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 people that I'm that's who I'm talking about, those people, you know. Yeah, it's like exactly. if that state if that statement pisses you off, then you're probably who I'm talking about. I'll say it a million times, man. You throw a rock in a pack of dogs, the one that barks is the one that got hit. Okay? <laughs> that's the way it works, man. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> like, I, know right. he's, I know he's not talking about me. <laughs> yeah, but you know I'm talking about you, so that's matters. <laughs> you may not think I'm talking about you, but I know I. <laughs> you may not know, but I know. <laughs> I know that you know that I know. <laughs> Norton. Ah, <laughs> oh, cool. So I think I think we I think that was a handful of good topics there. We can go yeah. ahead and wrap up. And, uh, and remember, folks, use that coupon code LLA to support our businesses. You can get the best nutrition supplements, my testosterone booster, my estrogen blocker. Get on my Restorezone so that you have better gut health, less inflammation. Stop turning your bathroom into a crime scene. And then you can use my recovery oil to get deep sleep at night. And how about with you, man? Same thing, man. Go to New Warrior Training. Dot com and use that same coupon code. Get 10% off my products. You can get it off the wellness code. And you can get it off of my DVD of my body weight training from that workshop that Mike mentioned. You know, it was filmed live there. So, yeah, you can feel like you were a part of that little piece of history by getting that. And also earn your right to pick up weights in the gym by actually mastering your body weight with that DVD. Also, you got my weight management one-on-one program. So, it'll really help you learn about your body. It's that time of the year, man, when people are trying to, like, correct some things. So, by the time this show comes out, that first, that month of promises has finally ended. That, you know, January is probably done by now, which means all the resolutions have gone right 
to that crime scene that Mike was talking about that your gut health is doing. Everything's right in the toilet now as far as all those promises you made. So now you can actually get to learn how to do it the right way and never have to worry about making a resolution ever again. And also, you can go over there and get my pour-over coffee stands straight out of Costa Rica, uh, the Choria doors, and also I even have the bolsitas, a.k.a. the sock condoms, <laughs> which is the filter <laughs> that, you pour, that you pour the water through and that gives you the best pour-over coffee that you can possibly get only if you get some, a great bag of beans as well. So that's the thing about it. It comes down to the beans and the grind and all that other good stuff. And I'm constantly posting stuff about that on my, on my website and in social media to really learn more about this. So you can do more than just make coffee with the Churia door. You actually understand how to make great coffee with the Churia door. So all of that, just 10% off of all those products. Again, coupon code LLA. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Rate us, review us, share it. Let everybody know about the show. And one last thing, hop over to Patreon.com. If all the other things that you've already done that we just mentioned, you can use that too and become a subscriber and a patron of the show and support us on a monthly basis. Go into that box, that donation box, that Patreon box. Yeah, by default it says $1. Don't be that guy. Okay? <laughs> because by the time you go through PayPal, I, by the time we go to PayPal and, and redeem that dollar, it's not a dollar anymore. It's kind of like the American dollar. It's not worth a dollar anymore. It's actually about <laughs> 75 cents that Mike and I have to split amongst each other to pay our bills. So my thing is what we ask, man, $5 a month, how hard is that? Five dollars a month, dollar twenty-five a week, and yeah, I can I can to, make I can make more than a do, a buck rounding up all the dog poop in my backyard and, <laughs> don't, and selling it as fertilizer. Oh, you're talking <laughs> in that field that you should stop doing sprints in, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. yeah, people, go in that box. You can actually like delete that dollar, that one, and put a five. Okay, and if you want to give more, we'll take that. Hell, if you want to go six or seven, that works too. So just go to Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com slash l l a podcast. Everything that you that you donate each month, man, goes toward improving the quality of the show, keeping the show going, and covers all the costs of the show big time. Because, again, this is not free, but you know what? We have fun with this. So here's the thing. Anything worth having, you got to pay for it. <laughs> so we're paying for it. You know, and yeah, we're, we're having fun in. with it for now, but there may come a point where fun <laughs> is not enough. <laughs> you know? yeah, it's kind of like love. It's like, when is love not enough? <laughs> yeah. may come a time where – you just don't need to do it. Fun's not enough. There's other things to do. I live in Las Vegas. There's a lot of fun things to do here. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, people. So other than that, <laughs> keep it locked in and check out the next show, folks. Take care, everybody. <laughs>